0: This is Defending Potential, the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania podcast. We discuss our mission to create and support one-on-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of you. Today on Defending Potential, we're talking to the person behind it all at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania, Executive Director Michelle Hamilton. Michelle, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. Uh, So you know, you are the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, 2020 has been a very challenging year for us all. But what's fascinating is is you're relatively new to the organization. You began in February of 2020, and uh, you had a couple of weeks, literally, to get your feet wet before the world got turned upside down with the pandemic. So I'd love to hear what it was like. I mean, we all know that running a nonprofit is a challenge. Funding is always a challenge. Finding volunteers is always a challenge. But Teamed that with the fact that we had to contend with the pandemic. I mean, it was kind of a, a tough go at the start with with the world changing, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Starting during a worldwide pandemic is surely not the way I envisioned uh, embarking in my new my new position in the in new organization. Uh, yeah, I started in February, one month before COVID, and it was a really busy time for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, we were gearing up for a large fundraiser, one of the largest that we have for our organization, which raises close to $150,000 a year. Um, and, you know, when I joined, the weeks were, were busy filled with logistics of the event. And I was also getting to know staff. And then, you know, being thrown into a COVID world um, where I had to get to know my staff and the board via Zoom was quite interesting.
0: Well, that's a fascinating point because you mentioned that, we had, you know, kind of all this stuff going on. Yeah, you had the pandemic setting in, and you know, you're not only trying to learn the the typical things that you have to do, but just to to figure out names. It, it's kind of funny. You mentioned that um, you had to kind of figure out people just by their email address or taking a look at their Zoom picture. So that really kind of added an extra layer of a challenge to getting uh, getting everything under your belt with running the nonprofit.
1: Um, It was. It it, it was some days I felt like I was Zooming all day, jumping from one Zoom to another. And it was a different way to work. You know, usually you would be going to an in-person meeting. But here I was trying to, you know, keep everyone engaged, you know, learning, um, you know, my role at the same time uh, and getting to know each other via via email or via Zoom or any other way. Um, So, yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, interesting times, but we, we really um, as a team um, you know pulled through um, the first first few months. Um, you know the first month, of course, in February, we thought we were going to have our our bowl for kids' sake, and and we obviously had to cancel that event um, as everyone else did around us, have, having to cancel things because of of COVID. Um, again, you know, pulling together the team, the board, um, you know, we just worked through work through um, our confines and work towards new initiatives. And, um, you know, we've been pretty successful, though, you know, I think on many levels on uh, doing things differently.
0: And Michelle, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, having those things turn upside down on you. So you mentioned Bull for Kids' Sake, and, you know, that is one of the largest fundraisers, the largest fundraiser of the year for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania. So here you are getting started. Um, The pandemic hits, and this fundraiser gets delayed gets delayed and ultimately postponed for the year. So how has it been to to have those typical fundraising events like the Bull for Kids' Sake and others that, that really make a huge difference in providing the funding for the services for the children in need in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Um, how was it to kind of take the usual and come up with creative ideas. You know, you mentioned the board, you mentioned your staff as, as reasons why things turned out generally okay, but kind of take us through that and talk about how it was to pivot on some of those uh, mainstay events that have helped uh, the organization over the years.
1: Sure. Yeah. It wasn't easy, easy decisions to be making, you know, during um, my first, you know, couple of months, um, but working through it, you know, we, I think the only way to keep relevant in these times is to be able to think on your feet, be creative, um, you know, and think outside the box. And I think that's what our team did. Um, we always were keeping in mind what the needs of the children and our mentors are, um, but really staying relevant and, you um, you know, we worked through uh, how, how are we going to have, you know, for example, a purse bingo that was, you know, inside. And so we really thought outside the box and and looked at, you know, outdoor venues so that we could keep people safe um, and, uh, you know, healthy, but having a good time. And we had we had 210 people show up and, uh, you know, really helped raise some funds, much needed funds that we um, we, we had lost um, through Bull for Kids' Sake.
0: And I know there was a a cornhole tournament, there was a golf tournament, some other things that really kind of uh, made things work this year, as you said. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, another thing going on as well. I mean, so, you you know, you start the job. We have the events changing because of COVID. In addition to that, you know, it was a big year for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania, essentially stepping out on its own, becoming an independent agency. There was a name change. So all of this was going down while you were trying to pivot on the events, trying to deal with COVID, trying to learn the role. So uh, explain a little bit more about that move to an independent agency.
1: Sure. So, you know, before I started, um, the, the Wilkesbury advisory board had, had decided that they would like to, uh, research going out on their own, being independent of 501c3. And, uh, when I joined, um, they had already, uh, had, uh, applied for their status and received it within 45 days. So, you know, I knew at that moment when I joined that this is what I was going to be doing and transitioning our organization out of, um, you know, its parent organization, Catholic Social Services. So it was, um, you know, again, a lot of, um, you know, administrative work that uh, worked with the board, the executive um, board members um, to to get everything ready, up and ready um, through, either Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, um, which is our, our parent organization as well, um, in, in seeing that, uh, we could do it, even though we were, we're doing things remotely, um, we were able to, um, become our own independent, uh, agency as of July 1. And now our name is, is, uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania, um, we have quite a big footprint. Um, uh, I, I did move from Connecticut um, last July, so um, it's now been a year and a half, and uh, getting to know getting to know the counties that we cover. It's about the size of Connecticut, I say to people. Um, so it's you know we've got Carbon, Columbia, Luzerne, Lackawanna. Um, we cover like Combing, uh, Monroe, Mentor, and Wyoming, and we also have service um, three other uh, counties. Um, just don't have matches currently right now, but we'll be expanding to them: and Union, um, Northumberland, and Snyder. So uh, quite a big uh, footprint, um, but you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this without the support of of. Uh, you know, some key members of our of our executive team, um, Jim Roberts and Jerry Lisman, Eric Mailer, Bob Chopik as well, you know, who really were the um, the the team behind it, you know, getting us to where we are now.
0: You know, talk about. A journey that uh, was quite extensive you know you mentioned the coverage area that's that's a big footprint I mean almost the size of Connecticut when you look at um extending out from Wilkes-Barre probably a hundred miles in in multiple directions And uh, the move to your new office space, that was another thing you had to contend with as well. Now, Michelle, as you've been able to digest all of this, so, you know, we have the, the organization becoming its own independent agency, changing its name to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania, moving the office space. And again, as we've mentioned, dealing with the pandemic, what do you see as the strength of the program itself? Where do you think it really excels in defending the potential of the youth in our community?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think, you know, when I first joined the agency, my first thought was, you know, from the get-go, what a great team, you know, the, from the staff to the board. Uh, we have such dedicated staff. They have strong backgrounds in psychology and social work. And, you know, that, that's needed, you know, more now than ever because of what we're going through in the pandemic. You know, we're working through some social issues, mental health Um and you know, I think one of the strongest part of uh, our, our element of our program really is is the the match support that we do with our matches, um, with our families, with our volunteers, and our children. You know, we connect them um, with them monthly, if not quarterly, um, and we also provide ongoing education to our to our volunteers, who so we call them Bigs, um, to assist them in being a better mentor, to understanding um, you know child development. Um, And I think that's really key um, in growing the program um, and having uh, very well qualified volunteers who are able to handle things on their own when they're out with their little.
0: What about in terms of things that you see that need to change in the program or maybe areas you wanna see grow more? Um, What is your vision moving forward as you continue to get settled in? And hopefully uh, the world starts to return to normal in, in the next couple of years.
1: Sure, I, I think um, our biggest area of growth seems to be in um, one of our newest um, uh, newest county, Lackawanna County. Um, we just acquired them when we went from being under Catholic Social Services to um, our new organization. Um, so Lackawanna is now in our service area. So we're really excited about this. So we'll be reaching out to schools, and we already have Bigs lined up. Um, our other area of growth um, would be Bigs and Blue. And that's uh, where we match police officers with children and youth. And we are really blessed to have um, big brothers, big sisters of America who can provide us with much needed support in any of those areas of growth. So I think that's, um, you know, one of the two areas that I see us growing into.
0: And Michelle, it's probably a good time to uh, mention, I guess, the benefits of, of matching, of, of having a, a big with the little. And, and talk a little bit about the impact that, that a mentor has on a child that, that might be in a difficult position and, and how that, that mentoring could really change the life, I mean, help build the life of a child as he or she continues to grow.
1: Of course, yeah, we, we do see, um, we have mentors that are have been matched up until high school. And we see that in our data that, you know, a, a little that's been matched with a volunteer has a better um, likelihood of, of graduating from high school, either going on to college or getting, you know, a, a good job afterwards. They're, actually, their salary is higher, um, it, 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 as studies have shown, higher than if they hadn't had a big Um, And that goes to sustainability of their own life and and their trajectory of their life moving forward out of this program when they graduate, when they're 18. Um, You know, a big is there really to lend an ear, to provide advice and suggestions and to just have a nice time and and talk um, and doing, you know, activities once per month, um, whether it be, you know, taking a walk or you know, going out for pizza, um, or just sitting on a front stoop and just talking. Um, so I think, you know, the impact is, has been, um, you know, is huge for some of these littles who um, may have lost uh, a, a Parent, um, and you know, maybe going through some things being bullied at school. So, I think the, the impact um, is definitely there, it's evidence based. Um, so, we have all the data from our national organization, as well as um, some data that we collect uh, once the, the little is matched with a big. We actually do surveys so we can see a progression. Um, our, all of our littles um, have goals. Um, and we work through those goals with the bigs to, um, to achieve some good outcomes for them.
0: Michelle, I guess one of the questions that, that I have, uh, and, and let's get uh, a little bit more personal with you and find out more about you as a person, is, you know, we've talked over the last several minutes about all these things you had going on, uh, moving into the area, uh, changing the, the name of the agency, becoming an independent agency, dealing with COVID, and kind of just learning uh, the staff, the, the community members that you had to work with each day and, and help out each day. Uh, my question for you is, is, did you have any time to get out on the golf course at all?
1: <laughs> yeah, we 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 do golf. My whole family golfs. Um, we get on the golf course as much as possible. So um, on the weekends, or even a uh, you know in the summer when it's when it's still light out till nine o'clock, we can go out in the course at five thirty, six o'clock, and enjoy it.
0: And that downtime is is so important to help you relax, recharge, and and face what uh, you have to contend with each day. Now, tell us a little bit more about your family, your kids, your husband, and and how it is settling in here to northeastern Pennsylvania.
1: Sure. So, yeah, I have uh, three boys. Um, they're all uh, in, two are in high school and one is at Temple. Um, he's actually uh, virtual learning right now, unfortunately, but um, we settled in last July. I think I mentioned that before from Connecticut. Um, it was quite an adjustment um, for all of us, um, you know, to, to move into a new area. Um, you know, we had moved from the shoreline. So now we're in the mountains. And that's pretty cool. Uh, the kids get to uh, play golf in the in the summer, and um, they've enjoyed snowboarding. We're not that far away from Montage Mountain or Elk, so they've enjoyed that the last um, over the last year. Um, so it, it's been great. And my husband, we moved here because of my husband's job. He works for Motorola, and uh, uh, just a lot easier um, on him you know, to, to uh, commute. So um, that's the, that's the reason why we're here and everybody's been so friendly. I have to say Pennsylvania is super friendly.
0: Yeah, we like to think so. And, and we're so glad that you're here and as part of the community. And, and I've noticed, Michelle, from, from being a board member um, and working with you since you've joined the organization, that you've got a lot of passion for the cause. You're very determined to, to be as successful as you can to help the youth in our community. Was there something that, that triggered that or something that motivated you to really dedicate your life to helping out youth?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I think it goes back to my own mentors in my life. And, and I know that everyone can look back and say, oh, yeah, my teacher, my coach, um, and, and even your your career. Um, you have corporate mentors um, that can provide advice and guidance. And I get that passion from, from you know, my, my parents are both in education. And my dad was a principal of a high school. My mom was a, a in special ed. Um, and uh, I learned early on what it was to have, you know, have a mentor in my life. I, I saw them and I emulated what they um, did with with um, when they're dealings with kids. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's where I get a lot of that. Um, and also when I was in high school, I got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters and became a big for a year and a half. And um, I have to say, it was really a rewarding experience for me. Um, and I loved going to see my, my little. And um, I think that was another area of, um, you know, reason why I, I became involved with human services and um, being able to help others who um, may need just a little bit of help and, and advice and, and uh, personal touch.
0: Well, Michelle, we appreciate uh, that passion that you bring to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania each day. And you talked about, you know, having that own experience yourself as a volunteer in high school with the program. And and we know that volunteers are so critical, but so are sponsors, so are people to, you know, take part in the fundraising events that that go down as often as possible throughout the year. Explain how it uh, makes a difference for someone to maybe say, you know what? I believe in Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania. We're gonna put some of our corporate funds that we we give to the community in that uh, category in that direction um that funding is really really critical especially at a time like this to keep the program the services the training for the volunteers and your staff uh, going
1: uh it's crucial um you know uh, pretty much about 60 percent of our funding comes from corporate individual donors and we do have you know uh Uh, contracts and some grants, um, federal grants, but um, a a lot of our funding comes from our local, um, you know, support and businesses. And we really, really do appreciate it. Um, You know, it's about a $1,500 cost for per match. Um, You know, like you mentioned to the education, to the volunteer recruitment that we do um, orientation and the ongoing support that I mentioned um, our staff uh, program specialists reach out you know, to our, our families, and that takes time. You know, It's not just a five-minute phone call. It's, it can be an hour, hour and a half um, working and dealing with through, through some of the, the, the concerns that might come up or just having a conversation or even conducting our surveys with the, um, the families and the bigs. So there's a lot to the program that may not be um, known. To many, um, you know, many of our supporters, and to others who don't know about us, so um, we really do appreciate those sponsorships throughout the year.
0: Absolutely, we couldn't make this work without those corporate sponsors, donors, of course, the volunteers, the staff. And Michelle, you yourself. Now, before we say goodbye, we want to give a special shout out to our producer, Dan Kimber, who's also a board member as well. Dan, uh, one of the volunteers that makes things happen here at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania. He's uh, donated his time to help us put this, this medium, this podcast together. And you can check him out online, Park Multimedia, if you need any of his services. He does a fantastic job. Uh, Michelle Hamilton, Executive Director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I think the organization is in good hands with you. Uh, thank you so much for your time today and, and joining us on Defending Potential.
1: Hey, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, we hope that, you know, you give us a call. You know, if you're interested in being a, a big or you want to ha- enroll a child, um, give us a call. Check our website out. Um, it's www bbbsnepa.org, or give us a call in Forty Fort. That's where we're located, uh, 570-824-8756. Thanks so much.
0: Michelle Hamilton, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Defending Potential, the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeastern Pennsylvania podcast. For more information, visit bbbsnepa.org or check us out on social media.